Coming up on this week's episode, we begin by getting vaccine appointments, solving supply chain logistics, and discovering the strangest accessories for your baby. Then we get into the week's tech news, including Amazon's new crowdfunded products and what Apple's cooking up next. Stick around, it starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 303, recorded February 22nd, 2021. I don't know any kids. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and you. I am Sean Jennings, joined, as always, by the first two to get tickets to that super train. It's Colby Rabideau and Dan Miller. Good evening, gentlemen. Choo-choo, Sean. Choo-choo. What is going on? Um, you know, not too much. My grandma got a COVID vaccine, so that was exciting. That's very exciting. Awesome. I was actually at a mass COVID site, uh, COVID vaccination Ooh. site today. Sean, did you get to be Flo's companion? No, I got to be my mother's companion, so I did not get to be, uh, I did not get to get a shot, but I did get to witness America's medical system in action. And <laughs> it was, was it? fine. Actually, it was pretty efficient. It was pretty efficient and... They went in and we had a, the, the, really the impossible thing was getting a slot. I had three computers with like 10 different windows open, all refreshing simultaneously to try and get a slot. It was ludicrous. They did. I, we should we should talk about that. I'm I'm that's tech related. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Here's my hot take. Uh even Google can't do this right. Like, remember back in the, uh, I don't know if they saw this problem, but remember Apple and Google at their big developer conferences, they could never distribute tickets. So I'm like, it's like, oh, everybody go now. And so like that, I don't, <laughs> I think it's actually really hard to get everybody go to this one website now and and compete for this resource to to work. Well, part of the, again, I can only speak for Massachusetts because that's where I've done it. It's different in different states. But the, the issue I was surprised at is that, yeah, Massachusetts has a site that lists all the different locations and what have you. And that site crashed immediately. But you don't actually book the vaccine on that site. That site is merely a landing page to link you to a bunch of, and there's no one site to do it. It's a bunch of, you want to go to a Walgreens, you book through Walgreens. You want to go to a mass vaccination site. That's even like Fenway and Gillette Stadium have different, everywhere has different websites (laughs) and they all crashed at the same time. That's what was wild. (laughs) That's fun. But they were only opening up like, you know, I live pretty close to one of the like three or four biggest vaccination sites in the state. And the week's worth of appointments they opened were gone in like two minutes. I mean, there were like 80 slots and they were gone. There just aren't that many slots. I feel like they should, shouldn't now someone mentioned Apple or Google, but I think in recent years, doesn't Apple do well, not this year because it's virtual, but doesn't, don't they usually do like a lottery now Mm -hmm. where it's like, you don't, you just put your name in. And like maybe yeah, you get it, maybe you don't. Well, I mean, we've we've dealt with buying concert tickets for over well over you know a decade and a half. I mean, I, I you know if Ticketmaster can figure out how to get people Fallout Boy tickets before they sell out, I, I think they can figure out how to give away COVID vaccines. Then again, though, maybe I mean maybe we should treat this like the ticketing industry and start like scalping uh, scalping vaccine slots. <laughs> 
I couldn't think of anything more morally and legally wrong than doing that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, you know what I did learn is that so Massachusetts recently switched. Now you can be 65 or older or have two of the listed like medical illnesses on their little Mm. chart. Nobody asked you for proof. Nobody even (laughs) asked you to sign a legal document saying you have them. It's literally like, I always need an ID to say you are that you are who you signed up as. And here's a shot. Like, I could have just signed up and gotten one. I mean, maybe. You got to have some faith in humanity, Sean. I hope so. I hope so. Again, the problem isn't because you would have to get a slot. So even if you were lying about it, it's not like it's so easy to get a shot. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I do think as, as disingenuous as it would be for, for a person to lie about their, their, their medical conditions. I feel like the other side of it is like, we're all going to have to get the vaccine eventually. Like, Oh no. Colby's starting to justify it to himself. (laughs) No, I I mean, I'm not going to do that, but I, I feel like, at least in it here in Massachusetts, like I can't listen to NPR right now because everyone is just hysterical about truly, truly hysterical about like they're not doing it in the right order is basically what it boils down to. And it's like, okay, but like somebody has to get it first. Like no one's that. I don't know. I, maybe there's just no news to talk about now that Trump's not the president anymore. So they like, they, they (laughs) have to talk about something else. But it, it's 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 so it's very frustrating to listen to, I think, because it's 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 in the grand scheme of things like two months from now, none of this is going to matter at all. I I just I was just having fun because they they have the list of the thing, the illnesses you have to have. And I'm like, if I gained like 30 pounds and started smoking, I could get a vaccine. So I'm just saying, I mean, there's still time. <laughs> what, what will happen faster general availability for the vaccine or me gaining a bunch of weight smoking or i learned if you get a, if you have a whole organ transplant Ooh. you can also get so i could just get a whole organ transplant right you could start drinking a lot and then see which happens first the weight gain or the liver transplant i love it that's very sm- or i could just smoke so much i develop asthma because those are two smoking and asthma are separate so what if you like, does it count if you donate an organ to someone? You could like see if you could donate a kidney to somebody. Wow. Could you, although the headline would read weird, like man donates kidney to get, that's like one of those stories you read and it's like, wow, America's really sunk to that level. <laughs> you know, you know it's, it's like, it's like, you know, teacher who used to walk 30 miles to school every day, gets students, buy them a car and you're like, but shouldn't they, we pay them enough to have a car? It's kind of like there was like, should you have to give a kidney to get a vaccine? I don't know. <laughs> so I haven't super been following this, except in so far as that it seems very volatile. But like, is it actually the case that when when will anybody be able to get a vaccine? Do, do you know? No, I don't think anyone knows. I mean, I, I've seen estimates and guesses. If you ask Massachusetts today, they'll tell you April. If you at, listen to like the Dr. Fauci's of the world, they'll say like the dead latest is like July. I mean, they, they genuinely don't see it stretching past midsummer. Jeez. Um, I mean, that's but, better than I would have thought. 
really the issue is they and it's it's from what I've read, it's not necessarily a distribution issue. It's a little bit of that, but it's a lot of production issue, right? Just they've promised to make enough. It's just how long it takes. Right. Yeah. That and do sense. we know how, how many they're manufacturing? I believe the U.S. bought 600 million doses. Now, it's two doses per person, so that's enough for 300 million people or basically every uh, American over a certain age to get a shot. Right. But that, but that does those have not all been produced. Those that's contingent Absolutely. upon, right? Yeah, those are. It's it's like a Kickstarter. You've pre-ordered it, and you just hope they actually make them, uh, <laughs> and it shows up on time. It doesn't get delayed into next year. Right. And I, I mean, I have lots of questions, and I haven't done any of this research. So this this is like what I come to Sean for. Well, Yes, noted vaccine expert. Or noted person who just know who's up on all the latest. It's on topics. Twitter a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, my, the last time I looked into this, it was the case that there are lots of like production bottlenecks related to various things like vial stoppers uh, and that there was like a rubber shortage or something. And that is why, like, they couldn't actually use that Defense Production Act to increase, like, production of vaccines. Or or is it the case that, like, this is all proprietary technology and you can't force uh, who Pfizer or whoever to, like, give away their recipe to some other manufacturer? Or is the manufacturing completely separate from, like, Pfizer doesn't own any manufacturing and it's like Apple is the Foxconn? Yeah, I think you're right. Sort of like the the global chip shortage that's going on now that's affecting everything from electronics to Ford's having issue making pickup trucks because they can't get enough computer chips. Um, it's it's the same same thing where I don't think it's a you know they can mix the chemical goop to make it, but um, you're right, it's vials. I know that the sort of memorable story is they found that there were extra doses left over in each vial, so they thought like each vial had four, but turns out there was enough a little bit left over to make like six. But the issue is because it was at the very bottom of the vial, you had to have a special device that already existed. You could buy it on the market to extract the little bit of extra. However, nobody's ever made a massive quantity of those. <laughs> and so we know how to get it when we know it's there, but literally they can't make enough of the little plunger things because nobody now, ever thought they would need a zillion of them. Now, but that seems like an imminently national defense authorization of whatever thing majiggy thing a plunger it seems like any any company any factory that can create anything made out of plastic and this is again probably not true could should be able to create a stopper and then i remember reading like oh yeah it's actually all more complicated than that because you need a specific kind of plastic because it needs to like contain the liquid and it can't be like permeated or or it has to be airtight and all that kind of stuff well, it's, you know, as someone who literally works next to a manufacturing plant, I mean, it's, I can tell you if someone came to us and said, you need to start making 10 times the screws you make now, we're the government and we're telling you to do it. You can't just like make more screws. You need a building and you need to put machines in the building. You need raw materials and you need extra employees and you need, you know, it's, it's not, you know, it's, it's, if you're going from 100 to 200 versus 100 to a thousand is very different. And that's kind of what these companies are being asked to do is make it in quantities. They've never, ever, ever, ever come close to doing before. Right. 
was like they needed to do that a while ago to be doing yeah and some company but again nobody knew you needed the little plunger until after the vaccine was already manufactured in in the wild it's it's you're right dan it's like nobody thought we would ever run out of rubber stoppers because we always have plenty of them until you don't that that seems that seems i uh, I was (laughs) i don't know if if you had it seems like not that much of a stretch to realize that you need you need a lot of these rubber stoppers is it just unknowable how many how much manufacturing capacity there is for rubber stoppers until you try it? Well, and it's but again, it's not just the US that needs them, right? I mean, it's com- right. literally every country all over the world is trying to get them. You know, I I I can't imagine I, I know my operations people I've worked with who build a factory and are struggling to make small quantities of things. I can't imagine how, you know, these basic syringe companies and all the I, I don't even know how you could possibly scale to meet global demand right right but that's what my what question was, is, it was that was like the, the go ahead what's up dan oh so it, it's just the whole thing it's not one thing it's everything is is that like it's not just the rubber stoppers it's like oh well we do need rubber stoppers but in order to make rubber stoppers you have to make more factories in order to make more factories we need these like widget factories and in order to make the widget factories we need all these things and it's just like turtles all the way down and making anything requires so many things that it takes a long time to make sufficient quantities of anything it's time it's time it's all time you could go and you know the government could say here's a hundred billion dollars and yeah it would go faster but there is a minimum amount of time because even you know, even the company that makes the machine that makes the rubber stoppers is probably backordered and overworked. And it's like, you're right, it goes all the way down to getting steel out of the ground as a raw material is, I can tell you, as a company that buys a lot of steel, it's incredibly difficult to get steel right now, just raw steel. Um, it's it's hurting in all industries, and, and that lies with medical as well. Things are complicated. And shipping. Shipping is really the big thing. If you're buying anything from Asia at this point, especially as a raw material, forget about it. Um, everything is just locked up in ports. It's there aren't enough ships. Um, and, and to air freight anything is out of control expensive. So it's crazy. It's really crazy. I think it's, you know, I, I try and be glass half full and say, I think it's, you know, it's impressive we gotten as far as we have. Um, you know, and, and frankly, if you can make 600 million doses of something and get it shipped in, in people's arms by July, you know, yeah. I don't know. It's pretty impressive. I think it like it highlights how much of our stuff, like the stuff that we use every day is like just in time. Right. It's like, yes, we you know, it, it, it's it's not that, like there's not enough toilet paper in the stores because there's a giant infinite toilet paper warehouse. Right. There's enough toilet paper in the stores because we pretty much know how much toilet paper people are going to buy at any given time. So they make just enough toilet paper for like, you know, that week and it gets to the stores or, you know, I don't know what the time frames are. But then when something something like wild happens, like this this pandemic and everybody freaks out and start starts buying like it extra toilet paper there's no toilet paper because there was there wasn't any extra there was like just enough for what normally happens like we've we've corrected now same with like it was the same thing with like ppe and stuff like masks at the beginning i mean probably still masks to a certain extent like real masks um it's weird and 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 that's a 
from what I understand, a combination of two key factors. One is, you know, all the management gurus over the last couple of decades pushed this thing called lean manufacturing. And it's the idea of don't keep things in inventory because it costs you money. Make, as you say, make it as you need it. Make the bare minimum you need. Have the fewest number because just by being as lean as possible, you make more money. Doesn't work when you suddenly have to scale. And the other thing, and this is the tech angle, is you know most stores order things based on algorithms. They they look at that frequent shopper data and they know to the number of on August thirteenth over the last five years, on average, we've sold this many rolls of toilet paper. So we're going to order this many plus five percent of toilet paper. And the computers do all the ordering. And and what I read was as soon as the sales exploded, like right as COVID was starting, all the algorithms broke. They all basically were just were like, we don't know what to do with these numbers. Yeah, nobody ever tested that. And then there, there was there's not an order. Yeah, man. Uh, speaking of shipping, are we done with this topic or do you want to say more? With a transition like that, I think we have to move on. <laughs> um, I was on vacation last week and I was skiing. And we were up in... so. In Washington State, uh, the mountains, the ski mountains start like much further up in the mountains because I guess because you're so you're so close to the coast that the, the elevation is much lower. You have to go. You have to travel more distance up to get to snow. Um, so you have to drive way up into the mountains. And Seattle is surrounded by mountains, which is not something I had appreciated before. And so the shipping, the like overland shipping lanes also have to go through the mountains and down the other side to like get stuff from one side to the other. So we drove up in a snowstorm into the mountains and we went skiing and then they closed the, the ski resort after two hours. And we were like, what the, what the heck is the deal with that? Uh, and it turned out that that was because the road had closed. Like, oh, okay, so that's fine. So it took us forever to get up because no one here knows how to drive in the snow. And then we got... <laughs> to getting down and I was like, well, it must gonna, it, it's gotta be faster coming down. Uh, and it was even slower. Uh, I was like, what is happening? And at first I thought, oh, it must've been a, an accident because we were stopped on the mountain. And then I was like, well, how many accidents stop all traffic in both directions? Like that must be a pretty gnarly accident. And we were very, very slowly crawl our way down. I get to this point where I can see there's a bunch of like flashing lights down at the bottom. I'm like, yep, yep. Uh, must have been an accident. And then I noticed that one of the semi-truck trailers on the road does like, like extremely slow and laborious K-turn up the side of this mountain in the middle of a snowstorm uh, <laughs> surrounded by cars and other semi-truck trailers. And it was an Amazon truck which I thought was very Seattle. And sure enough, because they had closed the road, all of the cars and giant shipping trucks that were on this road had to turn around and go back the other way. And there's no spot to, there's no turnaround spot because you're in the middle of a mountain. So they just had to do these like very slow, careful K turns. And then they let a couple cars through and then another 10 minutes would go by as this truck like, up the snowstorm, <laughs> it was terrible. Uh, so that yeah, when you, when Colby mentioned shipping, that's that's the first thing I thought of. I, I got a firsthand look at all of the different stuff that you have to ship different places. What because it, 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 when it all goes through one like chokehold, 
you see how many trucks like per minute pass through this one this one little two-lane road that was my vacation yep well that that's always that that wild gps thing where there are people who lived on quiet streets for 50 years and then when gps was invented it suddenly was routing everyone through a street that never had any traffic before um and you read these stories of like oh my god it's crazy the cars that come through and it's because gps thinks it's faster and it's kind of that same thing where there are a lot of roads that were never meant to be traveled by semi truck but because the computer says it's faster they go that way it's it's wild oh the other crazy thing i learned after this um Two, two fun facts about this road. This road is called Stevens Pass. Um, the first fun fact is it was discovered. The, the, this route through the mountains was discovered in 1890, which blew my mind. It's like, so wait, people, people were living in Seattle before 1890. But they just didn't know this way. Uh, and then there, the uh, United States' biggest... Uh, rail disaster happened there's also trains go through this pass too which is crazy um rail disaster happened like 1900 something when an avalanche happened and it swept all the trains down the mountain with cars passengers freight and everything uh and so oh my god partially because of that but i'm sure they would have gotten to this point eventually anyways if you've ever been gone skiing, you may have heard of this thing called avalanche control, where these absolute nut jobs ski up the top of the mountain first thing in the morning, plant explosives, blow up the snow so that it triggers any avalanches, and then ski down. Um, here, they have to do that for the highway. So every morning, they close down the highway, and some people crawl up the sides of the mountain on either side of the highway, plant explosives, blow them up, see if any snow comes crashing down. And then if it does, it's closed for even longer because they have to get rid of all the snow. There's now, and I'll try to find this. Uh, I saw a tweet today of what it looked like this morning. They, they did this this morning and a crap load of snow flooded the, the highway. It, it was like the, the, uh, the snow plows are on top of the snow. And you can kind of see like, here's a snow plow that has dug down to the road and here's a snow plow that is on top of the snow and is digging is slowly working its way down the layers. It was crazy. Damn. Well, now you kind of, uh, now I kind of want March to be a Dan Instagrams every day month. Cause I'm excited to see your new oh, Washington. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, no, I was going to say, true. cause I was reading about, do you know the pineapple express? Uh, the weather the movie, phenomenon, the movie with Seth Rogen. I was going to say, I know it's a movie. No, the lesser, because I, I, I heard Washington and it piqued my interest. An atmospheric river event known as the Pineapple Express is forecast to bring a prolonged period of wet weather and the potential for avalanches to Washington and Oregon beginning Sunday. Uh, the effects from rain and considerable mountain snow, uh, blah, 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 blah. It says in here what it is. Hang on. Uh, but there are avalanche warning. Uh, it originates near Hawaii and travels across the Pacific Ocean to the western coast. When you join together the narrow transport corridor with the tropical Pacific moisture, it can inundate the west coast with heavy rainfall and snow. And it's called the Pineapple Express. Huh. Yeah, I'm seeing here that the, the snow is was 15 feet deep on that got triggered onto the uh, highway today. Wow. Jeez. And I posted the uh, posted the link. Yeah. That's wild. 
I've always, you know, I've never seen in person, but I've always wanted to see like the. Have you ever seen like the flame fl- flame thrower vehicles they use to melt snow? <laughs> no. I I don't know what they're called, so I'm gonna Google flamethrower truck like an idiot. I've seen those like train versions of those. Or I've never seen one in real life, but I've I've read I've seen pictures of them online where it's like it's like a train car that has like a flamethrower thing <laughs> that points right at the tracks and it just like shoots down the, the rails, like blast in the snow with fire. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I was they they have one um for roads but i think it's better on a train if i'm being honest i just uh stumbled across the website hotlicksexhaust.com and you can equip your car for the low price of 189.95 with flamethrowers <laughs> off the back i think that'd be a good look for you sean how is that legal uh what well, am i don't know if it is am i hyundai yeah. elantra <laughs> yeah <laughs> it says right here Easy to install with detailed installation instructions. Again, we have a passion for high-quality flamethrower kits that come 100% complete, ready to install out of the box. I've got so, of course, the first thing I do on something with flamethrower on Amazon is I go to the reviews. This from uh, Sean Bassett in 2014. Hot licks, more like a wet fart. <laughs> Uh, if you were expecting huge flames from the baseline kit, then sadly you'll be disappointed. Perhaps it was my lack of depth and research, but the only thing this kit allows you to do is to induce a backfire, not impressed at all. And then someone else said, accidental order, and Hotlicks won't accept, accept the return and maybe pay for shipping. So, Oof. some controversial stuff. Hotlicks. That is not what I would guess that was. That's a, I'm gonna, name it sounds like a hot sauce. I'm going to actually write down, because this is a good up for debate episode. Worst car accessories. Oh, <laughs> yes. Like truck nuts and <laughs> spoilers. Yeah, the, uh, just like the, the ugliest what's the, decals. What's that anti-theft thing? From oh, the, the club that you put over the wheel? Yes. The club, yeah. There's a There's a car that is usually parked out in front of my building somewhere that has one of those on it. It's awesome. Still. <laughs> has it been parked there since the 70s? <laughs> no, it, it moves around. It definitely moves around. But that's awesome. It is an it is an older like Honda. It seems it seems like it's from a different era. At that point just let him take the car. <laughs> it's probably worth more in insurance repayment than it is in anything you're going to steal. Um, excellent. All right. Well, is there anything else, gentlemen, in our casual lives? Casual lives. I don't think so. No. Yeah, I don't think so. No. Okay. I did learn. Uh, well, maybe no. I'll maybe I'll save it for next week. I I got my sister's uh, baby registry, and I learned how fancy and expensive baby accessories have become yes i was just talking about this remember so remember when, like, when i was what's a, kid, a baby accessory when i was a kid my stroller was like what did i compare it to like it was like the wheels that you get on a on a piece of airport luggage and 
attached to like a camping chair, right? Like it had it was some nets and some like plastic rods and then some like shitty wheels and maybe like a little thing underneath, maybe a pocket on the back. That was it. But now you look at these baby strollers mm-hmm. and they're like they're like SUVs that with all wheel drive and the, the tires are huge and they're treaded and the 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 stroller comes with gloves that are permanently attached that you put your hands into to keep your hands warm and all these different storage options and the tray table for the mom and the tray table for the kid. Uh, I guess the one I had growing up was probably had a, a seatbelt too. Uh, but so that's, that's the example that comes to my mind. I see these strollers all over the place and it's crazy. Well, the, the one my sister's getting, it's the, the part the baby sits in actually is the car seat. And so the wheel part is like an accessory that clips onto the car. So it just kind of clicks in. Okay. It's crazy. It's like a goddamn transformer. <laughs> um, no, I was going to show you like, I don't know. Maybe I just think this, but this is a, this is a, it's a baby changing mat. Right. Looks like it's made of silicone or something. You put mm-hmm. your baby on it mm-hmm. to change the diaper. Right. It's $130. Yeah. That seems that, like I I don't know. Did I tell a story about the uh the Etsy baby wraps? Yes, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, well it's a, it's all that kind of stuff. Here's a snot sucker, which I don't even know what that does. Oh, gross. Okay, uh, do you mind if I read this to you? Uh, no. <laughs> Is it like one do. of those ear candle things but for your nose? Okay, it says uh <laughs> So apparently there's been something called a nasal bulb, which I assume is like a turkey baster to suck snot out of your nose. <laughs> but, now, but now it's the snot sucker. So it says here, here's the description, word for word. It's smart. It's Swedish. It's maybe a little strange. It's the doctor-invented nasal aspirator that actually works. To use, place the large tube against the child's nostril, nostril not inside, creating a seal. Use the red mouthpiece in your mouth to suck out the snot. Tips for success. One, spraying saline solution in the east nostril will help loosen thick mucus. Move in a circular motion against the nostril. You will hear and see mucus coming out of the nose. And number three, change filter after each use to maintain a suction. <laughs> I'm glad there's a filter. Oh, God. And there's a video. All right, I gotta, I'm going to watch this. Well, that's disturbing. Yeah, so it's all kinds of... Oh, they don't have a video of it. Okay, this... <laughs> okay, I gotta see if I can show you this. They don't demonstrate it on an actual baby. Instead, she, she sucks... <laughs> she sucks orange jello out of one of those, like, little jello pudding cups instead of out of a baby's nose. Because I guess that's kind of like a similar consistency. All right. I might order one of these just for me. This is great. <laughs> Retail value fifteen ninety nine. Now, I'm now have question: to, I'm have... If you did order this for you, could you use it to clear out your own nostril, or would that create like an infinite loop? <laughs> I think I would get sucked into myself and just disappear from this dimension entirely. <laughs> right. Is it, it's I feel like, like I'm gonna pay it for my sister, though. I want to see. It's like when it. you plug a USB cable from one port in your computer to the other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how you access the matrix. <laughs> that was awesome so anyway I'll, I'll report back if there's any other 
wackadoo stuff on the uh, on the registry. And if anyone would like to buy anything for my new niece, please let me know. You gonna link the registry? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna pick my sister's baby registry on the show this week. <laughs> I encourage you to buy something, please. It's the least you people. We've done 303 of these stupid episodes. It's the least you could do. Pay us back. We never made a dime on the show. Buy some like baby socks or something. Some spit up pads. I don't know. Whatever. We need stuff. to have the uh, the don't panic um, baby tech episode. That would be funny because there's some wacky. I thought you were going to say we need the don't panic registry, which is crap we want. <laughs> and people can go on and buy it for us. I think that- that sounds good too. I think uh I think that's a great idea. Just we should make that a business. Just registries for anything. Like I I'll have a registry for I don't know. Right. If, if someone wants my to say 20, like, hey Colby, thanks for doing my, that my thing at work, like don't bother with that. Just go to the Colby registry. Right, exactly. Or like for work, like we <laughs> at work we have this silly thing that's like I don't know for like you did a good job so you get this thing but it's like it's called blue board or something like that and they're like mm-hmm. their experiences which could have been cool before the pandemic and now has has become right. like it's just a bunch of stuff on zoom but like I would rather invert that where like if if work wanted to tell me that I was doing a good job, they could get me something that I wanted from my list of stuff. Yeah. G- give, right. give you like company points you can spend on cool stuff you want. Yeah. yeah but like things I want, not things that the, like right. the company thinks that I want. Or they could just give me that's cash. Awesome. I guess that's what money is. <laughs> hey, you be careful. I won't get into the details. I literally had a meeting today. Do you know how hard it is for a company to give you money? Uh, it's shockingly no, no hard because there are payroll implications. You have to pay taxes on that. And you know, you're legally, if your company gives you a gift card, you're supposed to pay a tax on it. It's crazy. I have no idea. Absolutely wild. So just yeah. don't ever reward your employees or give them worthless experiences. <laughs> oh, so that's why. Is that why? I think that's part of it. If you give, I think it's it's got to do with the value of the item is partly how much it's taxed and if it's taxed. Part of it is a difference between like a physical item and like a Visa gift card. There are different rules. And then cash as well. If you like put it in your paycheck, then if it's like a $200 gift, you actually have to put in like $230 or whatever to cover the taxes. It's a whole thing. And it's different by state and it's all... Di- oh, it's crazy. You just want to reward your people. And um, it's kind That's of the thing. wild. All right, we, we were literally brainstorming ways to get around it today. We're like, well, what if we like gave it as a gift to their spouse? Then we wouldn't be giving it to him. Impl- like I could give one of you a gift from my company, but you don't work for us. So it's just a gift, right? You don't have to pay taxes. Actually, you do if it's like above a thousand dollars you do. But, right. <laughs> um, but I'm like, literally, I'm like, could we like give it to someone else to give to them? Like, could we <laughs> like, you know, some ins- and that's how you go to prison. <laughs> And now you're on video talking about it, Sean. That's right. <laughs> if I go to prison for giving people gifts, you know, they're, I they're mean, I think every political uh, corruption person would say the same thing. I'll just give people <laughs> gifts. Yep. I was I'm just accepting that. those gifts from those oil executives. <laughs> right. So generous. My uh, my my company switched payroll providers last year. 
and now our W-2s are broken, so I, I can't do my taxes yet. Sad. They missed That's us. very sad. Yeah. Hallmark. Just make what's, up a number. What's your preferred uh, online tax software, Colby? <laughs> I have an accountant. What? Oh! Airhorn sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Sean? Oh, I don't have Colby money. Oh, good. I, I, I use I use uh, H and R Block, but I use like the downloadable desktop software that's like straight out of nineteen ninety eight. <laughs> it, it's like the worst looking software ever, but it does a good job with my taxes. And mine are already done and submitted. I this might be shameful to admit, but I've never ever done my own taxes. Oh my. God, look at oh! I'm playing a song on the world's smallest violin. Listen to this guy. I'm not sad life. about it, but I don't know. My parents, like my parents, had an, an accountant that would do all our taxes when we were kids, and then I, when I had to do it myself the first time, they were like, "Just email the accountant, and like he'll do the stuff for you, and it costs this much money." Is, now, is that a perk that extends to your don't panic colleagues? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm happy to forward you my accountant's email. I'm sure he will he will do your taxes, too, for the the exact sum of money. That he does <laughs> what it costs. Wow. What a generous discount. Thanks, Colby. <laughs> yeah. He won't charge me more. I appreciate it. Uh, Dan, what, what do you do? I think I've done every, I think I did the H&R Block thing. My mom used to be a tax preparer, so I did that for a while. I did some other thing last year that wasn't Turbo the tax H&R Block is the thing. other big one. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, is, is that owned by Intuit? Yes, TurboTax, yeah. Yeah, maybe that was what it was. I was thinking, you know, remember? I've heard that they lobby to make. I've heard that TurboTax lobbies to make uh, online tax filing not a thing. They do. The they hate free filing and they hate easy filing. They want it to be as complicated as possible. Bastards. Yep. And I do. I pay it every year. Uh, you know what I was thinking about when I did the TurboTax thing was remember back in the day when you go to comp usa or staples i don't know maybe this was already gone by best buy's time but one that one of the big categories of software of box software there was games there was all the adobe products and then there was all the tax software like there was a whole section on, of shelves of cd-roms that had tax software on it and, and you'd have to get it every year there'd be the big end cap where it's like the 2010 sock tax software is here yes do you know you can still get the CD versions? Oh, I did not know that. You can because what actually what I do is because they usually have the lowest prices. I buy the digital download from Amazon, and they just give you a code and it activates the software and includes the e-file and all that. Uh, but they do give you the option to order a physical CD. It's kind of great. I should do it. I wonder if it has like the cool CD-ROM art, like the print. Oh. I miss that. I hope it's just like a plain disc in it, like a like a CDR and a sleeve that they just like a Memorex CDR. They didn't write anything on and <laughs> Sharpie. It just says H and R Block. Uh, do we have any tech news? We're, we're, last episode, Sean and I were talking about Windows CDs. Same thing. Oh, yeah, Col Colby, thinking... Colby was. Yeah, go ahead. 
Well, I was just going to say, I was thinking about it because the Diablo 2 uh, remaster was announced. And for whatever reason, as soon as I was reading about that, I thought about how Diablo 2 had black CD-ROMs and how cool and metal that was. So that's why it was in my head. So Hell yeah. I love, I love, uh, I still love CDs. I actually, I tried to. So I, now that I have a car that doesn't have a CD player, I have a stack of like music CDs in jewel cases that are like brand new that I've like nothing to play them on. So Matt Mariani's the last person I know with a CD player. And so I tried to pawn them off on him and he heard what the artists were. And he was like, no, thank you. I am not interested. I was a little hurt, but that's okay. He's got better taste. So if anyone would like my CDs out there, send me don't panic show at gmail.com and I will mail you all of my CDs. And I've got some great artists. I got your Duran Duran. I've got your Christopher Cross. I've got your Michael McDonald. I've got your uh, the Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack. I got your Rocky <laughs> Four soundtrack. I've got Journey and Sticks and all the classics. The Eagles. <laughs> 38 Special. Survivor. <laughs> Night Ranger. Should I go on? No, you should. Okay. Uh, Dan, you asked about tech news. Uh, there are stories. If you want to talk about them, it's up to you. Um, there's some newsy ones. There's some fun ones. As always, I mean, you guys get dibs. Yeah, I'm just looking at them now. Yeah, uh, uh, there's definitely stuff. I think the the Amazon pre-order stuff is a little bit fun and wacky. I think the uh, the Facebook. Australia thing's probably the newsiest thing. Let's do uh, let's do a fun and wacky. Tell me about tell me about that fun and wacky one. I haven't heard about this. Yeah, so this was announced this week. Amazon is is going the Kickstarter route. They're actually um, are going to build Alexa devices that you actually can't buy until they're pre-funded with enough pre-orders. Um, it's their take on crowdfunding. They call it the Build It program. Um, if enough people pre-order it, they'll make it, and if not, they won't. And they introduced three gadgets to kick it off. Um, let's go through each of these. The first is a sticky note printer. Um, the uh, It's called the Smart Sticky Note Printer. Uh, the way it works is it connects with your Amazon account and Alexa. Um, you use your voice to take down notes like shopping lists and to-dos, uh, and it'll print, print right on sticky notes, sticky paper. Um, using thermal uh, printing, you do have to buy the uh, rolls from Amazon, but it will come in colors um, as well. It'll start with yellow, but available. And they say you just connect it to the Wi-Fi and, and it'll start printing for you. It's just this little black box. Pro or con, the smart sticky note printer. That's weird. Yeah, I'm still not entirely sure I get it. So basically, you'll just be able to say, you know, print my to-do list or or write a sticky note that says, you know, ship box to Dan. Or it'll even print out like a little Sudoku or, you know. Maybe this is preparing for the future in which we people can't don't know how to write anymore. <laughs> it could be a thing, right? Like, I don't know. Like, we grew up before phones. But like, what do the kids now do? I don't know any kids. Do they write, or do they just type everything? That's my episode title, by the way. I don't know any kids. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. 
<laughs> I well, I know olds. Not that I'm a uh, kid, but um, I use a written shopping list every time I go to the store to get groceries. What do you write it on? I write it on like a lunatic. I write it on the index cards I have hanging all over my house, like a, <laughs> some kind of wacky, wacky guy. Uh, and I, but I like to cross them off as I get them. And so this kind of thing, I like. I would. I've tried to do the shopping list on the phone in the store thing, and I just don't like it. Um, and so I would definitely like, okay, I put stuff on the digital list and then I just tell it to, Hey, hit the print and I grab it and I go to the store. I mean, I guess that's kind of interesting, but well, isn't that just a regular printer? I, think, I, I guess, but because it's on a roll and it's thermal, it'll print in kind of a smaller size. So it'll always be the same width. It'll just be adjustable length. Um, and so um, it'll just be a smaller print. It's thermal printing, so it'll print really quick and cheap. You won't be using ink or anything. Um, and it'll be automatically formatted by Alexa. I mean, I, would I buy this? So, by the way, I should mention, did you guys click through to the page? No. Oh, I was, I was going to play Guess the Price. Oh. Uh, oh, I actually don't see the prices. Oh, okay. It's on that page, so don't look too closely. What would you pay for the smart sticky note printer? $99. Mm, 69.99 uh dan was closer 89.99 and this one was successfully funded on uh day three of 30 so it's pretty quickly funded you can still pre-order it uh but it will definitely be manufactured and if you order it after the pre-order the price will be an astonishing 114.99 wow uh, estimates start that... shipping between july and september of this year now, the second item they announced is a nutrition scale, uh, the Smart Nutrition Scale. Uh, and it's basically a kitchen scale. Um, you'll be able to put things on and, and weigh them um, in different units. Uh, the sort of smart integration is that it connects to Amazon's database. So you can ask it how many calorie, you know, how many calories are in these blueberries. And it knows by weight and the, it does the math and it tells you how many calories are in it or how much sugar is in it. Um, you can uh, pair it with an Echo Show or a an Amazon screen device. Um, it'll show you the nutrition info on the screen. Um, it will integrate in other ways I don't fully understand. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's basically a kitchen scale with uh, Alexa built in. Interesting. Cool. <laughs> I would How much be... would you pay for a kitchen scale with Amazon built in? I would be more excited if it knew what the thing you put on it was. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. $49.99. I'm going to say at $69.99 again. Nice. No, Dan, Dan again, $34.99. It'll be $44.99 after the pre-order, but it has not met its goal. Only 46% towards its goal. So it may not get, uh, it may not get produced. Wow. So there you go. There's that. And then the final one, probably the kookiest, is the cuckoo clock. Uh, this is a smart cuckoo clock. Um, it has obviously a physical clock on it that will tell you the time. Um, it will have a little cuckoo that pops out at the top of the hour. It will also chime using an embedded speaker. You can select the custom chimes and alarm. Uh, it'll hear your voice to set timers, alarms, and more. Um, and it will stay in sync and automatically adjust for daylight savings time. 
Uh, it's an all-white sort of modern-looking clock with a little mechanical cuckoo on top. Um, I won't even make you guess. It's going to pre-order at $79.99 and be worth $99.99 when it's released. It has reached 43% of its goal. Sean, that oh, was, that that was, was my one. chance for a $69.99 to work out. <laughs> I wasn't going to give it to you. Um, you can't have it. I'm sorry. Um, I thought that was the one I, that was going to... Uh, like That was the meme pick. I thought that was the one that would have all the backers. I think it's too expensive. I think this at like a forty nine ninety nine price point, they sell no problem. I think eighty bucks is kind of expensive for what you're getting. It's not a big like if you look at the size of it, it's not a big clock. Oh. Yeah. Well, who needs what is a- it? So wh- I like the idea. Okay, I am interested in the idea of a clock that chimes on the hour, like that has that sort of thing to it. I grew I I grew up around a household that had one in it, and so I do have an affinity for it. Especially if you can pick the chime. Would I buy this particular clock? I don't know. I don't think it's frankly very good looking. Like I wish they had gone like the ultra modern thing kind of bums me out. I wish they had gone like super old school, like German, like European cuckoo clock in the dark wood with with like the colors and the little figurines and shit. That would have been dope with with Amazon in it. I would have been excited. <laughs> Yeah, they don't make many uh, gadgets made out of wood anymore, except for my keyboard. Yeah, it's a shame. Um, I would definitely pre-order that, but I I think it's fine. I mean, if this means Amazon puts out more crazy smart gadgets, I'm definitely for it. Like, I want them to try. And if that means they got to do pre-orders on it, I think that like I would have never thought of like the smart sticky note printer. Like, that's cool. Would I buy one? No, but I think it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. This like I don't I have no interest in this cuckoo clock, but I do kind of want like I want like Siri to tell me when I have a meeting. Like instead of the stupid meeting thing that pops up in the corner, I want Siri to say like, "Hey Colby, you have a meeting in ten minutes." You want <laughs> or, Siri to interrupt you? Yeah, I think so. For that specific. During like certain times of day, not all the time, but I, I like during working hours. That's what I, I want that to happen. Why do you want that? Like, what about that appeals to you? I, um, I think I would, I would respond like I have a, I've basically just trained myself to ignore anything that pops up in the top right corner of my screen. Mostly. And also, I feel like it could be very therapeutic for me to sit to to to, to tell Siri to f off when she told me I had a meeting. But I would <laughs> I would I would still be reminded that I had a meeting. I I wonder if you can shortcut that with HomePod. Maybe I'm gonna you have know, when, to I'm when calendar to appointment. Then you know. But you're right. That yeah. Cool. Speaking of HomePod, um. With recent software updates, I assume iOS software updates, the the near the whatever the U1 like your phone is close to it stuff has gotten like much more interesting. And now like like you put your phone near it and your phone starts to vibrate and then like a thing pops up on your phone screen. It's 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 like weird and cool, but it's it's much more like there's way more like feedback of what is happening. Um, 
than there was before. Before it was very mysterious. I don't know. I'll I'll report more if that if that becomes a thing. I'm gonna see if I can get Siri to yell at me now. That's my that's my goal for next week. Yeah, please report back. That's very cool. I, I would love that. Again, you start getting into air tags and, and that kind of stuff. And you're like, man, imagine if you take your phone and the closer you get to something, it starts vibrating as you like try and locate it. Like that's, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, man. Air tags. Air well, tags. Guys, Wait, yes. air tags. They say they're coming again this year. I'm very excited, except I see in the comments of that story that they also said it was going to be coming last year. So, uh, I don't know. I, I might be getting to the point with these air tags where I start to, uh, stop hoping for them. I just wait to be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. There are rumors going around that there might be a March event. Uh, there's some people circling March 16th specifically. Um, at one point you're right Dan. there was a rumor that we may see, uh, air tags, um, we might see redesigned, uh, iPads, especially the pro and the mini, uh, which haven't gotten an update in a little while, or maybe even updated, um, AirPods or Apple TV, which also haven't gotten updates in a while. Um, but those rumors sort of got hot and then sort of got backtracked and well, maybe they will, maybe they won't. Maybe it'll just be sort of a press releasey, like, oh, we've just updated them and we're not going to do an event kind of thing. Um, I hope the AirPod so, rumors aren't true because I like I like the current AirPods way better than the AirPods Pro. So the the rumor is that the AirPods are basically going to become the AirPods Pro in terms of shape, uh, and that they'll have tips and they'll be shaped like that. And I I find the AirPods Pro way less comfortable than regular AirPods. I'll be sad. I miss my ears when I'm putting them in. Like, like I would say eight times out of 10 or four out of five, uh, they like, I get them in my ear and they go in, but like that fifth time, they like, kind of like just don't fit right. And I have to like, take it out and like, think about it and then like, try, am I the only lunatic who on, does on that? AirPods Pro? Yeah. 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 The same thing. It's, it doesn't fit as well. And then when it does fit, it feels like it's a bit too tight. But then, you know, there's not a tip that fits exactly right for me. Whereas for whatever and not reason, as comfortable the... for long periods of time. Yes, agreed. Yeah, I think so. Um, uh, well, the the big rumor around the next version of the AirPod Pro is that they're going to get rid of the the what the little stick, as you would call it. Um, I actually have mine here, but uh, it'll just be the earpiece without the little stick sticking down. Supposedly, is the rumor. Kind of like what you've seen from Samsung and some other companies. Which I don't know how I feel about that because I do like when I'm putting them in, I like having the stick to hold. <laughs> right, but I, what do you I, grab onto? Would, what yeah. you just—it's like putting a bean in your ear. You're just sort of like shoving it in there. <laughs> That's weird. I don't like that at all. But I, mean, I also I never. I will say I used the tap on my old AirPods all the time. I never used the clicky button. Very rarely, not nearly as much. You don't use it to switch between uh, transparency mode and noise canceling. I never switch modes ever, ah. but I also ever I only use them like in my home or in the office. There's not like a lot of reason why I would ever need to. Mm. I, I could see why someone as active as yourselves would. 
No, there's just lots of people talking to me all day long. From I guess one person specifically who sometimes talks to me while I'm listening to a podcast. <laughs> well, that's that's my problem when I go back to the office. Is my, my I think my number one job in the company is just getting interrupted all the time. Like I'm in phone meetings all the time, and every five seconds somebody comes to my desk with something. So immediately, noise canceling headphones were like just not an option, unfortunately, because then they would scare the shit out of me when they tap me on my shoulder. <laughs> Or they'd get annoyed where they'd be like, Sean, Sean, Sean. That's what you need. You need headphones that will detect when someone's sneaking up on you and switch into transparency mode automatically. No, what I need is my own office, Stan. That's <laughs> oh, what I right. need. And as soon as I get that, everything will be kosher. Everything will be everything will be better. All your problems will be solved. <sighs> just when I have a lock on the door and then people just finally leave me alone. <laughs> uh, why don't we... Uh, why don't we move on to picks, uh, the part of the show where each of us brings something we want to share with the world. Um, and we've got a couple here in the rundown. I'll go first because mine is quick. It's actually a follow-up I talked about on last week's show. Dan, did you get a chance to listen to last week's show? Oh, not yet. What happened? Oh, just – we definitely said only nice things about you. But I also talked about my latest uh, my latest project, which is digitizing all my family's photos. Um which has been a lot of fun and interesting. Uh, I'll have to send you guys some very embarrassing pictures of myself as a child. But um, I mentioned the automated photo scanner I was using uh, to do it. And so I actually am going to pick it this week and link to it, the Epson Fast Photo FF680W. Uh, interestingly enough, I think because a lot of people are at home and bored right now, they're out of stock like everywhere. Um, and so... Uh, Tough shit, but uh, it should retail for around uh, five ninety nine uh, when it's new. But obviously, they're going for a lot more because people are scalping it. But if you can find one, the Epson Fast Photo, it, it, there's no better way to digitize your family photos than that. Period. Uh, it, it's just not. It's actually the wire cutter pick um, in their scanner article. They say if you have to do a lot of uh, sort of standard size photos quickly, this is the machine to do it on, and it's been great. So. That's my pick as referenced last week. Colby, what are you uh, what are you watching? <laughs> uh I a weekend ago or two weekends ago, I watched the Westworld the movie, the movie from like the 70s that the <clears throat> that the TV show, more recent HBO TV show is based on. It was pretty good. Like it had all the all the old movie hallmarks in that like it was like kind of slow and like there was no real like character like it wasn't about anyone really it was just like there were some a bunch of people and stuff happened Uh, but like it was it was good uh it was very very interesting and there was something that we said someone said something oh when when you were talking about the algorithms that that order stuff for stores and like the pandemic happened they all broke because like it had never happened before there was a there was a Westworld line that I don't know. They said something like these machines were built built by other machines. We don't even know how they work, really. <laughs> I thought that was that was very applicable. It was it was worth a watch. Yes. I streamed it for free on something. I think it might have been on HBO. That would like make sense, but maybe it was on Amazon Prime. I don't quite remember. Um, but it, it was a good watch if you're That's fantastic. Uh, now, my question is, are you going to commit to watching the sequel, Future World? Maybe. You know, I just saw I was just looking at the page for this and I saw that below. It's like, hmm, maybe I should watch it. 
I think it'd be uh, interesting. I also am thinking at some point we may have to do the Don't Panic Movie Club. I think that would be a who. I think there's some fun. Like I just I, I was thinking of one of my favorite bad movies, which is the Tom Selleck movie Runaway, which I'm sure I've talked about on the show before, in which yeah. he's a a cop who like is on the beat of like robots that go crazy. And the villain of the movie is Gene Simmons from Kiss. It's an awesome movie. <laughs> I, so I would love to do like a Don't Panic movie club where we just watch like weird movies that are related to technology. That's not a bad We could do idea. like like hackers or like, uh, you know, some Johnny Mnemonic, some of the like, you know, really bad tech movies of the past. Anyway. Nice. My free thought of the day. Very cool. Yes, check it out. Free in some places, not free in others. Westworld the movie. Um, Dan, how about you? Oh, can I hear you, Dan? Hello, hello. There he is. Yep. Sorry, I was muted. Uh, I'm going to do something a little off book and pick something I haven't actually used yet, but I just discovered today. Uh, I think it's something I have picked before. It's based on something I have picked before, which is called iStat menus for Mac OS, and that's the little thingy that puts like how much CPU and memory is being used right now, right in your menu bar. Um, that thing costs money. Uh, but this appears to be like an open source free version of that that is looks super customizable and meets like all the modern macOS sensibilities uh, called Yule, E-U-L. Uh, it's on GitHub, but there's like a DMG that you could download. So it's super easy to install. Uh, so if you thought that you might like iStat menus, but you didn't want to pony up the uh, the money for a license, maybe give this a shot. I'm going to try it later and see see if it uh, looks as good as it if it is as good as it looks. That's awesome. That's very cool. Uh, Dan, you'll have to send us a note in the Slack because if it's a disaster, I'll put in the episode description. Do not use Dan's pick. Yeah, is malware. Yeah. <laughs> no i think that's great um it, it looks good and uh you know always go open source when you can that's exciting yule we'll have the link to that on the website as always um this is my cat's climbing on top of me for those not watching this is what he does this in the middle of meetings i will be on the meetings with like important people on video and he just he does this that's so cute, Sean. He, he's become a mascot for the company, for God's sakes. Oh, he's coming up here to say something into the microphone. Yeah. You got something you want to say, guy? Can you turn to the mic for the guys? See, he's he's camera shy. <laughs> a little bit, anyway. Um, wonderful. Well, guys, anything else you want to say this evening? I'm good. Okay, I'll take that as a no, uh, which is perfectly all right. Uh, Don'tPanic.io is the website, as I mentioned. Go there and get the pics and the links to all the past episodes, the audio, the video this week in Pickstory. It's a great website. You should check it out. You can, of course, subscribe to the show wherever you get podcasts. We're on the major platforms, and the video version is on YouTube. Uh, and, of course, you can follow us at Show or emails Show at gmail.com. Uh, let me know if you want my CDs. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I don't, I'll, I'll plug up for debate as always this week. We're taping episode number 200. That'll be a lot of fun. And the week after that starts March madness. So, um, get ready for some, a madcap month. It'll be a lot of fun. We got some good stuff coming up. So, uh, in the meantime, that's going to end this episode. Thanks for joining us. 
On behalf of Colby and Dan, I'm Sean. We appreciate it as always. We'll see you next time for another great edition of the Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production. Executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.